One of the things that impresses me most about Damon is his ability to adapt to change and implement new marketing and selling strategies successfully. SEO, marketing, and now AI are dramatically changing the way that we market and sell online. That's why we're hosting our listing strategy workshop to teach you everything you need to know about selling on Etsy from a seller with over 25,000 Etsy orders. Visit thelistingstrategy.com and sign up today and get immediate access to our pre-work that will get you up to speed before class starts on May 23rd. See you in the workshop. This week's episodes are sponsored by Quick Win Weekend. Quick Win Weekend is a highly anticipated quarterly virtual retreat hosted by three industry leaders and BFFs. Melly Mel from Sincerely Creative Mom, Tammy Hodges from Polkadot Wreath Co., and Jackie Cook from The Fancy Front Door. They've teamed up to bring the wreath-making community high-quality showstopper tutorials, quick win shop fillers to stock your shops for the busy season ahead, and actionable business bombshells to implement in your business immediately to start hearing those cha-chings. It's only $65, y'all. This virtual event is going to be live August 21st, but can be played back for up to a year. For tickets and information, go over to www.quickwinweekend.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi-seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business. Y'all, so today we have Amy from Babam Reefs. Amy, do you want to introduce yourself and let us know what you do? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy with the BAM, as Damon said, and I am a teacher and coach, and I design wreaths and centerpieces and home decor. I have a passion for people, and um, I love this community. So, And you don't design just regular wreaths. You design... No, it's going to be outside the box, totally, all the way. I love to challenge myself constantly in design. There are no rules in design. And um, that's what I tend to do. It's always not exactly follow trends, but set them. That's right. So Amy, how did you get started in designing wreaths? Wow. Well, I was working a regular day job at a crane company. I was a safety supervisor, guys. And I had this office that was in a male-dominated industry of crane operators. There's not a lot of decorating there. But I knew my space, if I was going to be at that day job, I wanted to have it nice and pretty. So I decorated my space up. And one of the other ladies came to me and asked me, she wanted a Christmas wreath. And she said, Amy, um, if you can decorate your office like this, you can design a wreath. And I was like, I've never done a wreath before. But she had confidence in me. She even went and bought all the stuff and said, here, you put it together. So that's what I did. I made her a wreath. It was a Christmas snowman wreath. That was my first ever wreath. And I just fell in love with the art of wreath making. That's where it took off. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny, all because me and Amy didn't know each other until the wreath industry. But we both worked in a, an industry that was compatible before. And I was actually on the team of people at Shell who owned the contract for the company that Amy worked for. And we had never crossed paths. So it's, it's, or we crossed paths probably by email and didn't know it. Like, it's just, it's an interesting mix for sure. Well, now we're following our passions. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So how has your business shifted from when it first started to just making that one Christmas wreath for a coworker to what you do today? It has, um, incredibly changed leaps and bounds 
you know, I started out working that day job, working paycheck to paycheck because um, I had to have a job to making Reese and loving it and having that thought, well, I wonder I'm going to make some and I'm going to list them on Etsy because I was looking, where can I list them? Because I had this hope and this dream very in the beginning that, hey, I really enjoy this. Maybe one day it'll take off and I can actually be a stay home mom. That was my that was my beginnings. My dream was to get to stay home with my kids before they graduated high school because I'd never had that opportunity. And the work that I was in, I couldn't see a whole lot of progression coming from my job to be able to allow me to do that. So I took Reese and when I took it, I was hustling to do it. I wasn't just making a wreath every week. I was making one or two wreaths every night starting out. And even though when I started out, they didn't look like what they do now. I didn't give up. I kept trying to perfect my, or not, shouldn't say perfect, because I don't believe anything is perfect, but improve my craft and to be different so I could build my brand and my name. It has such drastically changed from then as just, you know, starting out more as a hobby to a full-time business. Like I said, I get to teach an amazing group. I'm part of this amazing community. And I get to do this full time doing something that I love and working from home. And I didn't get get uh, ended up getting to spend the last two years of my kids high school being a stay home mom, which was always my dream to get to have some time with them before they left the nest. So, yes, dreams can come true, people. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Amy, one of the questions that we hear all the time in our industry is, yeah, but y'all do other stuff. That's how you make money. Whenever you were selling just wreath, how, like, you had a very successful business. Absolutely. When I was just making wreaths and centerpieces, I had already hit over six figures on Etsy a year. I think that's pretty amazing. That's before I was even selling any product or any tutorials. That is strictly off of wreaths and centerpieces, home decor, over six figures a year. It is possible. Now, it's going to require you to, like I said, hustle. It, it's going to come from posting multiple times a day. You can't just post once a week to social media and expect for it to take off. You've got to constantly be active to get your name and your brand and to work at that to be different. That's the whole being different and standing out. Because when you get on Etsy, you know, there's already, when I added uh, on Etsy, there was already over 20,000 reads. And I'm looking at it and going, how am I going to be successful at this? There's so many how am I going to have a shot? I'm just now starting out. And I'm just like, okay, I got to be different. I got to think different. I got to do something different. And so way back in the day, besides going to, you know, I started out going to Hobby Lobby and Michael's to buying crafts because that's all I knew. I didn't know about Deco Exchange or all these other places online you can purchase items. But now it's so much more that we can do. But I did start it out buying from homemakers. I love homemakers and I mean like homemaker signs or homemaker characters. I mean, homemakers on Etsy make all kinds of things. So I started collabing with some homemakers in the very beginning of my wreath career. And I really think that helped me to be different. Collaborations. Yeah. Collaborations can make all the difference for sure. Absolutely. Because what would happen? One of the originals that I did with with uh, signs, they were wooden signs. Um, I wanted to use her signs in my wreaths, and she'd never seen that somebody was going to do that with one of her homemade signs. So in her Etsy shop, when she was showing her sign, she also showed a picture of my wreath with her sign and vice versa. And we had links to each other's shops. 
we were truly collaborating back in the old school way, <laughs> you know, seven years ago. That's pretty neat to see how far it's come. Definitely. And then what's your timeline look like, like year one to six figures? Okay, like how many years um, did it take you to start seeing that progress? Okay. It was not the first year. Let's be honest. The first year I started, actually, I opened my shop in the September, right during the middle of like busy season September, which I think actually was a good time. I started with like five or six wreaths in my shop. But I will tell you that first year I hit, you know, when Etsy says, oh, we need a tax ID or because you're going to hit over 200 sales or $20,000. And I was like, whoa, what? So I had to do that within my first year. I had to provide them. And I, I seriously got on Etsy as a hobby, not knowing anything about business or how it would take off. So this it was about the third year that I started hitting six-figure marks. It takes some time to work up to that. And a lot of times in the beginning, as you're making your uh, profit, you're going to invest your profit back into your business starting out. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was the same thing. Like, So my first year, I think I only did 12000 my first year there, but I wasn't trying. It was just, let me just dabble in the hobby. I'm just playing around. Yeah. But that, that first year that I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I was in the same boat. I had to submit that tax paperwork and I was like, what just happened? Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, this, this is serious. This is business. But I did not know at that time, everything that was required as a homemaker and selling. And now I've progressed and learned so much. And um, it did hit that in the first year, but I was working my butt off to do it. I'm telling you, I, I probably did more than two wreaths a night. I can recall nights coming and doing three, even after working a full-time job and having young kids that were in sports. I had a mission and I'm like one of those women that if it's going to, you know, if you think it can happen, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> I don't give up. You ask my husband. He's like, I just keep plowing it till, till, till it works. <laughs> so I know you started making wreaths before me because whenever I just started, you were one of the people that I followed to uh, get inspiration from. Well, that's amazing. That is amazing. I started in 2013 is when I opened my Etsy shop. And I opened mine in 2015. So. Oh, wow. Well, look how yeah. far you've come in such a short time. That is amazing. <laughs> So has Amy, has it always been easy? Uh, no, no, it's not. Easy now. No, 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 <laughs> no. I even think there's even more of a challenge as much as we want to stay home and not work that day job. I find that I feel like I work more hours that I'm home than even before. Um, so it's not easy. I mean, I, yeah, I get to come to work in my pajamas or whatever I want to. And it's nice to work from home, but it's still a lot of work. It is not easy. You have to you have to continually each day wake up and push yourself to get things done. You have to be your a lot of times your own motivator. You are your own boss and you are the one that has to keep the wheels going. Of course, we have a wonderful community that helps you and they are so encouraging and I love that because it was not always that way. So I'm really loving our community and how much they lift up each other. It's true. Uh, so I know for me personally, I have to keep going back to why am I doing all of this? And it's Absolutely. it's not for the profit, right? It's I mean, the if we just, 
Yes. Right. If I just wanted to make a paycheck, I would go back to the oil and gas industry and make an easy paycheck. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely more work at home. Do you have any really big items that influence you or motivate you to keep going? Hmm. I have dreams. I have dreams and I have a, um, my mission more so is in my message, not necessarily what I'm making, although my making supports my message. But I think when you have a strong message, that message will motivate you. My message is more of a spiritual message. Um, it's how um, the freedom that I found and loving myself through Christ, it's really my message is what keeps me going. And um, I find that the best thing about myself, not necessarily my designs or what I create, but the message that I give, and that is my driving force. That's awesome. And you're always sharing that message with people. And it, it's like a light in the community for sure. Right. And I, 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 I love that because we need more lights and out in the world, definitely in our community. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to get in all of my past, but my past was very dark. So if I can be a light from now on, that's what I, I choose to be. That's what I want to be. And it's not so much about necessarily what I want, but I want to do what God wants for me. And if, if this is the path that I feel that he's open and directed and and um, I definitely want to be used in that. And I believe he's given me talents. And so I'd love to use my talents for his will. And honestly, I mean, I've heard you tell your story more than once. And I think that story motivates people because sometimes you just feel like you're the only person out there that has those problems. And then it's it's enlightening and motivating to see that someone else may have had you know, those same issues in the past and look where they're at now and how well they've done. That's right. And so my, my story is one of hope. Um, and we need a lot more hope right now, but I was such a lost individual who wanted to give up on life. At one point in my life was in a mental institution. At one point in my life was homeless was one point in my life had addictions, uh, several times tried to give up on life. And so, um, and I had been in abuseful relationships, a lot of things that resonate with a lot of people, but some people are afraid to talk about, but I talk in freedom about them because I know that God has helped me in loving myself through that. Cause I used to despise myself and how I was in my past. And it's not about our past. It's about our present and our future and loving yourself through all those things. The broken and the beautiful can become the most beautiful. I mean, the broken, the broken can become the most beautiful. And so I do that through um, Jesus just working in me. And I believe that that's the message that I want to share with everybody. And I think that it resonates with design because as we're creating, you know, beautiful pieces or unique pieces, each one can have a message behind them stronger than just working with, you know, mesh and ribbons. We can tell stories through our designs and those stories resonate with people and it's actually therapy to me to get behind my craft table and to work. It's therapy. And um, I'm just thankful for this craft and this talent and the community that's been so open and loving, including you, uh, somebody I greatly look up to as a leader in the community that's opened doors to me and accepted me where I hadn't felt acceptance before. So I just want to personally thank you, Damon, for that. 
course. Thank you. And as you were talking, I looked down at my calendar and the quote on my calendar today says, when you accept everything that doesn't mean you're okay with it or that you agree with it, but simply that you are owning it and you're now in charge of it. Right. And it just resonates with exactly what you just said. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You, you, you own the things that you have gone through. You may not agree with the things, but you own it and you will continue on. The thing is, is to not give up hope. And so I love to encourage newbies or maybe even people in the community that have been here for a while but haven't seen the success that their heart desires at this point. I want to encourage them to not give up on their dreams and passions. That is my main message, to not give up. I was so many times in my life I wanted to give up through all the hurt um, and the darkness, but we are we need to stay on, stay with the hope and to keep on continuing. <laughs> I mean, there's so many times I was at that day job crying underneath my desk, praying, Lord, <laughs> I just want to stay home. I don't want to have to go into this day job. I want to be able to be home with my family more. I had these big dreams and desires and never having that opportunity to be a stay home mom. That really, that was something, um, close to my heart, I really wanted to see come to pass. So I just kept giving those dreams and desires and praying about it and working hard and kicking butt at it when I got home. It's all about sticking with it and not giving up. So I want to encourage other creatives and crafters. And even if you feel like you're different and not everybody understands you, it's okay to love yourself and accept yourself. You can come up with some weird, gnarly ideas and others may be like, what in the world? But hey, you may find your people. <laughs> we are not all called to be the same. So I, I dare everyone to be different, to be bold and be you and love yourself. Absolutely. So if you could go back to when you first started in your online business, what is one thing that you know now that you would have implemented then? Ooh, that is a great question. Something that I would have implemented then. I think that, well, I will tell you something I wish I had started a lot sooner than what I'm doing now is I'm putting myself out there more in the online. I wish I had done that years ago. I was one of those people that, um, I don't want to say hid behind my design, but all you ever saw was my designs. You never saw me. I didn't, you didn't see the person. It was just what I made. And that became where my product was most important. And as you grow and love yourself, you can allow yourself to get out there and be more visibly on social media. I think it's important. Even if, you know, lives, I was one of those people that said, I'm never going to do a live. No way. I just could not see it. And now I'm doing them every week. I wish I had started that sooner in my career because it's really People want to see you. They love seeing your designs, but they want to see you too. So I think it's about having confidence in yourself, allowing yourself room for growth, allowing yourself room for failure. Even if you get on there and you flop, at least you tried. It's about living without regret. So those are definitely things of putting myself more out there in the beginning. I wish I had, I had done. I think that would have even helped me more now if I had started it sooner. Absolutely. I can't imagine where your business would be today if you'd have started that three years ago. Right, right. Well, 
I'm just thankful for where it is now. And all we can, anybody can do is start where they're at and keep going, keep going. Even if when you start, you don't have very many people that are viewing or very many people that are commenting. Don't give up. If it's your passion, let that be your drive. You know, I always, well, what I like to think is I don't do this for people, but I do this because I feel like the Lord's given me a message. So if it reaches one or, you know, a few people and it's what God's purpose is for me, then so be it. And I did it and live without regrets. Life is way too short to hide. So I don't want to hide behind my product. In fact, you see me a lot of times <laughs> taking pictures of myself with my product. That's just because I've gotten to a point that I'm going to love myself. I used to hide behind it and now I'm not. So, so Amy, uh, honest moment. What is one myth about you or your industry that you want to debunk? Well, the industry is very diverse. It's extremely diverse. There's all types of people, but I can tell you one thing about me that I've actually heard from a few people along my way is making it as a designer and getting out there more with individuals is I've had um, a handful of individuals come up to me and apologize for not giving the opportunity to really get to know me. So I think one myth about me is sometimes people just see just see the Amy that's dressed up and the Amy that seems like she has it all together. And um, that's a myth. I don't have it all together. You know, I'm not saying I'm fake because I really do like to dress up. <laughs> I like to dress up. I like to get out there and have my place and organization. But me, I don't have everything together. Life is like that. There's challenges in every single day and it's about making the best and the most out of it. And it's about even when something isn't perfect or as you want to continue to go um, to keep growing. So I think a big myth is others thinking that my life is so perfect and I've always just had everything together. That is so far from the truth. I think when people get to know your story, get to know you, they realize, oh my gosh, this is a real person. They've been through They've been through some challenges. This person has depth. They're not just somebody that's superficial getting on there and showing some really expensive designs because <laughs> most messed up is and, and dressing up. This is a person that has been through life. And that's, you know, it's all about reaching people and giving hope to people. So I want people to see the me. That's why my message is definitely more important then my design so we can debunk those myths that it's that it is just something they see on the surface. It's so much deeper than that. Absolutely. And as someone who has gotten to know you very well, I think over the last three, four years, um, yes. that is definitely not, it's definitely a myth. I mean, you're an amazing person inside it out, extremely influential and just always encouraging. So that's one of the best gifts we can do for one another is to love one another. And by loving one another, it's encouraging. And um, that's why I love you so much, because I do see you as a leader in this industry. And you just have a, a heart of gold. You accepted me when others uh, wouldn't. You gave me opportunities when others hadn't. And um, I just appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. 
Yeah, definitely appreciate you. I can always expect whenever it's uh, a rough day or something that I end up getting a text from you just saying, hey, hope you're taking some time to yourself. Yes, so important. <laughs> I think that's what I worry about you the most. You're so busy. I'm like, oh my gosh, when does this guy ever get the rest that he needs or his mind is totally... I'm thinking of you in your bed and you're still answering things on the phone or it's constantly I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, do you have that time? I do worry about you because you're always so um, active, so active. I'm like, when's he got time for him? But I think it's just in you. This is just in you. This is who you are completely. <laughs> it is. It just, it comes natural. It's just what I like to do. Right, so Amy, for right. someone who is just starting out, um, do you have yes. three tips that you would tell them to focus on? Yes, absolutely. Number one tip would probably be when you are just starting out, thinking about your brand and how you want people to see you, I think it's important to have something that stands out. You need to be seen as an individual, not just as a um like everybody else. There's something about your design, something about you that needs to shine and stand out. That is important. That is key to success. Because if you look like everybody else, you're just going to blend into a volume of wreaths that's already out there or designs. So what about you is going to stand out? Identify that and start working that brand. Now, another tip in starting out, and it's a tip we talked about a little bit earlier, is about thinking about some collabs with some other crafters. Because when you're starting out, you may not have the following already, but guess what happens when you start collabing with others and you're shouting out others, like let's say for instance, uh, I, I make a lot of things with um, Iveth's heads, you know, Wood Art Studio by Iveth Wright. So every time I use her head, I shout her out and she does the same for me. So you're not only have your audience, your audience can grow because you're collabing with somebody and so now you've got this whole new audience that is seeing what you do. Also thinking outside the box in your keywords. Keywords are huge in drawing your audience. And so a lot of times when I do those things with those heads, which I know are not everybody's taste, but again, that's uh, keeping and being different. A lot of times I'll tag keywords that may be unexpected, like cosplay or the makeup tutorials. You know, there's a lot of things out there that people follow makeup is one and so is cosplay it's a whole new world and you may be able to generate new customers by using keywords that you had you know they're you're, they're not your primary wreath or design keywords but they are ones that you can get a whole new population of followers and fans and customers so thinking outside the box not only in design but also with your keywords and tags i do a lot on instagram with using those hashtags with some different types of groups. So so with all the things that are going on right now outside with COVID and just the economy, have you been surprised by what's going on in our industry at all? <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yes, our, our what we're doing in our uh, economy for all of our as designers, we're I'm seeing a lot of sales skyrocket because there's a lot more people at home purchasing. They're not going out and shopping for decor. They're not going to the stores. They are doing a lot of online 
So it's a pleasant surprise in the fact that you, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, homemakers are selling a lot more, and I think that's going to be a trend that's going to keep going for quite some time. So yeah, it's up 130 percent this year than it was last year for me, and that's through this COVID epidemic. So I think that is quite amazing. I'm ex. I mean, I'm not excited about COVID. I'm just excited for our community to still do good and prosper through um, through all this. And people will continue to shop online. We like the convenience of it. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I always I've been looking around at our at my local community, thinking, remember that time I told you you should sell online. Like just thinking about, you know, even like local stores here, like one of our cra- local craft stores, I was like, why aren't you selling online? And then COVID happened. And now we're seeing some of the ones that hadn't previously sold online are getting online now. I don't know if you've seen that, but I So have. Amy, do you have any big surprises on the way from the Babam side of the business over there? <laughs> Well, we have a lot of things we're working on. Um, let's see. Uh, we are currently looking, well, it's personal and business, but we are going to be making a new location for our my home where I run my business out of. That's kind of big for me, but I'll have a whole new design space that I will love sharing um, how that's going to come along. We have a website that's going to be coming out before the end of the year, my own personal website. I'm still going to have my Etsy shop because Etsy is amazing, but I am looking forward to having my own personal website because I'll be able to do some blogging and I really enjoy getting to write. And um, so that I'm just going to love that aspect. I do have some other things coming up my sleeve for sure. Guys, can you believe it's been like seven years and I've never had my own specific logo? That's just when you see it, you know, that's me. Uh, that's about to happen. So I've got a lot of exciting things. We're probably even going to have a logo party going on because it's a big deal to me. Um, so a lot of branding this year in January, I decided what my colors for my branding and, you know, this is weird after seven years and being pretty successful, I hadn't already done this. So let me tell you, it's never too late to grow and improve. And so we've got lots of improvements. And a lot of it's going to be reflective in the website. So I think the website's the really big thing. We will be offering some other products that will be new um, this year as well. So lots, lots of fun. Of course, we are entering the big holiday season where I really go all out on my trees and decor. And so I'm always excited about that. I'm like a little kid. So I'd say there's lots of exciting things here. So what is your main big brand color? Uh, pink, of course, and mint. I'm going with pink and mint are the two colors that, and I love them. They are like candy to me. And how I, uh, identified those colors is by thinking about different, maybe artists or designers or people that inspire me by their looks. And then what is one of the, my favorite places to go? What is a feel good to me? And that was a big inspiration for my colors. And I know I'm going to be weird, but that's okay. I embrace my weirdness. But one of my favorite places to go is, I know this is probably embarrassing, but I love um, Harry Potter world. 
And in Harry Potter world, they have a sweet shop. And I love sweets, guys. I love everything sweet. And in this sweet shop, the main colors are pink and mint. And so every time I see it, it just makes my heart light up. And I feel like a little kid. And I just love it. So really, that was the inspiration for the colors I wanted to use with my brand. That's awesome. I definitely would have, I would have pegged you for the pink one for sure. Yeah. Well, it could, yeah, pink for sure. And then there were so many other options I could have gone with, but I really, I love uh, the mint mixed in with the pink. So. Yeah. so Amy, if a listener wants to find out more information about you or your products, where all can they find you online? Okay. Well, course um you can find me at facebook at babam reese i have a facebook business page also on instagram babam reese uh even if you search for it on pinterest you'll see me there and of course on etsy so those are the four places right now that you'll be able to find babam reese and before the end of the year i'll have my own standalone website and that's going to be really exciting because it's going to encompass all the different areas into one place and um it'll be awesome awesome so i have one last question for you and it's kind of our signature question so amy what does being a maker really mean to you okay being a maker is um is such a an honor to get to be involved in this community and to inspire uh, being a maker to me is not, like I said, not just the designs, but it's the message. It's what message are you telling others? We can speak a message through our designs, and that's what being a maker. It's not so much just making something pretty for your home. It's about making something pretty on the inside. So being a maker is very deep. It's a deep love and passion that I have. Uh, in crafting, but it's so much deeper with your message. But that is that is what being a maker is to me. It's making the heart beautiful. That's awesome. I completely agree with that. And it's just a, it's it's a feel-good feeling to know that we attract people that are so much like ourselves. And so many of us all have that same message and that same desire and that same heart as a maker. Yes, absolutely. That's why I cannot wait till next year when we can all go back to Read Makers Live and get around all these makers. <laughs> I know. I it's, can't uh, wait. And then, I mean, like even next week, we should all be together at market and it's not happening. It's, it's right. piecemealed together. Right. right. That's why we're so, doing the best that we can while we're at home during all of this and social distancing. But I tell you what, when it's over, I just can't wait for all of us to join together again and get to see each other. Because you're right. There's just something and having this love and passion that we share with so many and uh, getting together. And, you know, <laughs> I love it when I can get with my friends and discuss ribbon or mesh or exciting product and they get as excited as I do. It's, it's pretty awesome. So. Yes. So any last words you want to share with everyone? 
Last words. I just, I guess my last words, I would want to encourage, encourage those that just feel like maybe they're stuck or things aren't going as they plan. My, my words would be to encourage you to not give up hope, to keep on, even on those days where it's really hard. I'm telling you, it, it's, it's not easy, but you can work through it. There's fun even through, you know, the parts that aren't easy. There, it can be fun knowing that you get to wake up every day and do something that you love and how you're impacting others' lives, just not with your design, but in your words and your message. So I encourage you to keep going and not give up on those dreams and passions. And if you think there's no way it can happen to me, I'm here to tell you it can. Because I was brought from a very broken person, homeless at one point in my life. And thank God that he gave me a new story. And not only do I have hope for tomorrow, but that I can inspire and give hope to others. And I encourage everybody to do the same. Thanks again to this week's sponsors, Quick Win Weekend. Don't forget to go grab your Quick Win Weekend tickets at www.quickwinweekend.com. A day filled with showstopper tutorials, quick shop fillers, and business bombshells to set you up for success in the busy season ahead. August 21st is right around the corner, and you're not going to want to miss out on so much actionable content for only $65. www.quickwinweekend.com.